Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Amos saw the Lord standing beside the altar, from Amos chapter 9, verse 1, and seeing the Lord standing beside the altar, he heard him say these words, in that day I will raise up the booth of David that is fallen. Well, what is this booth? Well, this booth is like a, a tattered tent. A tent that used to be a house. A house that used to be a mansion. A mansion that used to be an entire kingdom. The better question to ask is this. Why has it fallen? Why is this booth a mere remnant of its former glory? Now, the booth of David, that is the people of God. You are the booth. I am the booth. Why are you fallen then? Why are you a, a mere remnant of your former glory? So we look to Amos. Like the people of Amos, the people of Amos not only believed everything that the Lord said, but they used to heed his words. The people of Amos once believed and followed, you shall have no other gods. But other gods swept their hearts away. Prosperity, wealth, honor. We call these things in our day having a good life. And our sins, like theirs, is giving the credit for that good life, not to God, not even to other men, but in giving that credit to yourself. Yourself. That is the other God that will make you proud of yourself and proud of your achievement, achievements. Proud of all you earned, proud of your high and noble reputation, proud of all your progress in this earthly life. Lo and behold, your heart is swept away by its own worst enemy, your very own personal old Adam. That's not everyone. There are others in this booth of David that are fallen. They don't feel so proud. In fact, you may be feeling very much so fallen. You feel that there's a type of famine upon your soul. Your soul is hungry, even starving. Your spirit is thirsty, begging for a drink, and looking in all the wrong places for it. This is also what some of the people of the book of Amos were doing. They were hungry for happiness and thought that turning a nice profit for themselves would feed them, even give them honor. 
They were thirsty for the good life. And for the times they had it, they thanked themselves and other false gods when life seemed good. But why, that life is just like a roller coaster, isn't it? From proud moments to shameful moments, from shameful moments to prideful moments. Is that not our worldly life? You get behind, you got to catch up. You get ahead and something happens and you fall behind. From good days to bad days. And from bad days to good days. Isn't it exhausting? And yet, no matter what stage of life you are in, through your ups and through your downs, well, on the ups, if you are proud of your deeds, the Lord will scatter the imagination of your hearts. And if you are in the downs, if you're at a low point in your life, and you have yet to heed the Lord's words, I tell you, you're going to go even lower. Why would God allow such a thing? To direct your heart to heed his word. To get you to pay attention to him. Here is the simple lesson that precedes today's Old Testament reading. Heed the word of the Lord. Because when you don't, he will find a way to make you listen. He will take away all of your other gods that you listen to. When you're not keeping and guarding his word. If you are proud, you'll be scattered. And then, when you have fallen at some point, or at your own personal low point, you will finally hunger and thirst for the wisdom that passes all understanding. Here is today's epiphany for you. If you can't see why God is doing what he is doing in your life, if you don't see that and cannot see that, then you're not listening to him. In other words, God is trying to get your attention. And he will get it. Listen to him. Heed his word and you shall see. Seek the kingdom of God. Heed his word and these epiphanies are yours. Because at times we are all brought down to feel like a remnant for a reason. Now in my former career, one of the best selling items we had was the remnant rug for $1. They were the size of a welcome mat. They were truly remnants. They were leftover carpet pieces. Many of them were irregular. They were all imperfect. And people would buy these remnant rugs, these welcome mats. But people wouldn't buy them as a nice welcome mat but as a tattered piece of carpet that might be good on the back porch to wipe off your muddy boots and eventually just throw it in the trash. 
We are all brought down to feel like a remnant at times for a reason. But yet there's another modern use of the word remnant. We have some seamstresses and quilters among us. What if I took a remnant of fabric? Not just any fabric. Ruined fabric. Four inches by four inches. And this is brown canvas potato sack fabric. Torn and frayed at the edges. Stained with dirt. It even smells bad. And what if I took that piece of fabric and I handed it to you and I said, go, therefore, take this remnant and make the most beautiful wedding dress that any eyes have ever seen. No way, pastor. You should throw it away. It's too small, it's stained, it's torn, and it stinks. And that's impossible. Yet for our Lord and Savior, it's as easy as water into wine. You see, no matter how good or bad things get, the Lord preserves you, his remnant. Hear his word and you shall see the amazing things he's going to do with you. The Lord is truly standing at the altar and says to you, the remnant, in that day I will raise the booth of David that has fallen and repair its breaches and raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations who are called by my name, declares the Lord who does this. In the book of Acts, James quotes these verses. In an admonition... To everyone who has turned to God, to heed his word, to hold it sacred. In the next verse of Amos, we hear about the blessings bestowed on those who cling to his word. When the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes shall overtake him who sows the seed. What does this mean? It means that the remnant, the booth of David, blessed by the Lord, is so fruitful that the one who's plowing the land is right behind the harvester. That the one who is treading the grapes into wine is right behind the one who's planting the seeds. The growth is miraculous. So fruitful are the blessings bestowed by God upon his faithful remnant that the mountains themselves shall drip sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. So fruitful are the hills that they become wine as well. These are rich words of pure joy for you. Written hundreds of years before the arrival of Christ, who turned water into wine. Water into wine, causing great joy. For what was thought to be a sad remnant of a wedding reception. A wedding reception 
that was quickly approaching great shame. That was turned into a wedding feast of great rejoicing by Jesus Christ. We are to heed God's word. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Not heeding God's word can make one a sad remnant. It's a good thing, though. It's a wonderful thing, though. It's a miracle that the Lord can take a tattered and stained small remnant and wash it with his blood. Holy, perfect blood. The blood of Jesus on the cross. And turn that into the perfect bride's garment. A garment of baptismal joy. Spotless. Seamless. Without blemish. Forgiven. Heed the word of the Lord. And God will bless you again and again and again. It is just as I teach the kids in confirmation, the third commandment, go to church. We read the Bible, and he will bless you in so many ways unexpected. And in this way, with his word and his grace for you, God raises the fallen in spirit, just as he shall raise the dead back into life. Heed his word. Seek the kingdom of God, for God shall restore you in eternity. Now, the, the booth of David of the Old Testament church has since become the New Testament church. It is, once again, a kingdom in which the Lord says, I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel, and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine, and they shall make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant them on their land, and they shall never again, never again, be uprooted out of the land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. Wherever the Lord's word is read or taught or preached in its truth and purity, wherever Jesus Christ's body and blood is administered, and given unto you, there is his kingdom. The Lord your God and his kingdom comes to you today in his word and sacrament and restores you. Forgiveness, life, and salvation are yours by means of the atonement of Jesus Christ, crucified and risen. It's a, it's a miracle that our lives are saved. What can we Christians do to repay God? What can you do, God, who has called you by name? Well, we cannot repay God who gives us grace that leads us to eternity. But we can say thanks. There's something else from our Romans reading that something else a Christian can do. 
A Christian can serve. A Christian can serve God in thankfulness and praise. Let us heed that word today from Paul and see what God says to us. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Each Christian has gifts. Each Christian has talents. Following our divine service today, seven of us will be meeting as a nominating committee. We're going to review all of our boards and Christ's work for the next two years. Out of your joy in Christ, consider serving. The congregation of saints needs your gifts, needs your talents. To help lead our youth, to mentor them, to teach them, to lead our evangelism efforts, to pay our bills, to consider our mission giving, and ultimately to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you've done it for years in the past or you've never done it at all, consider serving. As it is written, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Why serve? It is just as the Lord has served you. The perfect garment of baptism and the sweetest wine of forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, amen.